Welcome to Haken, an Animal Crossing podcast, your podcast dedicated to all things Animal Crossing. Episode 90 is brought to you by Sleepy Villager, one of our newest Patreon patrons. Today, Sergio and I will be talking about the new Haken artwork for the month of August and why shops should be open 24-7. So to begin, hello Sergio, how are you doing? Hello Chewy, I'm doing quite well. So we are recording on a Friday, I believe this might be... Our first Friday episode, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think we've ever recorded on a Friday. We've recorded a lot of different days, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to say, usually it's Sunday. Um, we did one on Monday, so like a back-to-back day last week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one's Friday. We've done Saturday. I guess technically we've also done Tuesday for the live oh, shows. Oh, that's right, yes. Yeah. I want to say we've recorded on a Wednesday before. Hmm. I'm trying I mean, to think if we've ever done a Thursday. Thursday, I believe so, for the directs. Oh, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's like it's nice to end the work week and then we have Haken instead of, you know, usually it's Haken and then it's almost the start of a new work week. Yeah, that's true. Usually it starts our week off strong with yeah. Haken. <laughs> now we're ending it strong with Haken. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So if anybody is watching on YouTube or if you clicked on the podcast this morning on any podcast platform, you've probably noticed that we've got some new Haken artwork and we're going to talk about that for a little bit. This first piece, of, well, this new piece of art is actually like, I guess, officially our first like monthly piece. Um, yes. One that's actually debuting in the same month that it's going to be running through for the whole time. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, last one was our first, first monthly piece from Jackie. But that one started in, like, late June, you know, just to when summer started, for example. Um, but anyways, this piece is by Jaren. And I actually found her stuff through the Share the Warmth zine. I'm actually finding a lot of cool artists through oh. that zine. <laughs> Um, so yeah, she had a piece on there and I really liked kind of her chalky type of look that she had for the piece. And I was like, this is really cool. And it was also very kind of a dark piece. And I was like, you know, we've never had like a nighttime scene for Haken. Right. You know, it's always been daytime, which, you know, makes sense. A lot of people play during the day, but August is that month that tends to be the exception, especially on Sunday nights, because of the fireworks festival. It runs throughout the month and every single, I think Sunday, right? Yes. Um, so every single Sunday there's fireworks. And I was like, you know what? Let's do a fireworks scene for this one. And so, yeah, this uh, image is, I guess it just shows Rosie, Twiggy, and Lily. And then Crazy Red, Crazy <laughs> Red. <laughs> He's got his little shop there, ready to sell you some stuff, ready to rip you off. Because <laughs> that's what Crazy Red likes to do, you know? Yes. Um, so I think, did, is today the first day you're seeing this, or did you see it yesterday? I forget when I posted it. I did see it a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think yesterday I, I had to, and it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, I, somebody pointed out, like, some of these fireworks look like they're flowers, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cute. <laughs> I like the, I like looking at them and thinking, oh, they are like flowers. Yeah, um, and like at first glance, it definitely reminded me of the amazing uh, August Sunday evenings with the fireworks show. It really captures that moment in the game, and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and I gotta say, it's pretty cool that this is one of those holidays that I think has made it through every game. I, 
didn't make it. I feel like it made it even into mm. Wild World because of how the screens were arranged in that game, where the bottom screen was your oh, yes. you controlling, and then the top screen was the sky. So it made sense to have like fireworks, you know. Um, yes. So I'm pretty sure there were fireworks in Wild World. Anybody who knows better, you can correct me, but it would make sense to me just by the arrangement <laughs> of how you play, you know. Um, but yeah, this is one of those holidays that I just feel like it always makes it through. And they do it in like clever ways each time. Like the first game, Population Growing, there was really no way to look at the sky. And they got away with that by having the fireworks show in the water in at the lake in yes. the game. <laughs> which <laughs> is still really cool. It's really cool <laughs> to open up that game and see the fireworks going. Um, but New Leaf was different where you could like submit patterns and the fireworks would blow up as those yes. patterns. Um, did you ever make any? Oh, yes, yes. I, I went with my, my soccer team's logo. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't really make too many. I forget what I did, but I did like seeing like Isabel's face pop up yes. in the fireworks because that girl deserves it. <laughs> She's uh, not overrated. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really did like um, that aspect to it because it just gives you some more ways to make use of the designs, you know? Yeah, definitely. And you have me thinking, I wonder if it's also in Amiibo Festival. I know, you know, you, you play the whole month and sometimes yeah. it goes to Sunday. I know there's like a little evening scene, so ah, they, they might be there. Yeah, definitely. I think we'll find out definitely this month because I am oh. doing the tournament, you know. Nice. So on the 20th, expect a video of Amiibo Festival being posted. <laughs> um, <laughs> I might stream again that night just to make it a little bit more interactive. And I think it makes sense to stream it, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, definitely. But we're, you know, we're still like 18 days away from that, so... <laughs> Don't want to think about it too uh, just yet. I've got too many other things to think about before then. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I did want to give uh, some credits to Jaren and everything. She worked really well with me um, via email. Sometimes I was late in responding, so I hope she forgives me for that. Um, <laughs> but anyways, you can find her on Twitter. She is at jbellcake, and bell is like the end of Isabel, where there's an E after, so B-E-L-L-E, and then cake, like it's regular, regularly spelled, so jbellcake on Twitter. And then you can also email her at jjacobs at M-I-C-A, that's M as in mom, and then I-C-A dot E-D-U. So, yeah, if you have any commissioning queries, you can email her there. That's where I emailed her and she answered. And I was able to get this really awesome commission from her. Um, and then I did, you know, usually, I, I guess in the past, I've been, I've been the one to pick out which characters show up in this artwork. But this time around, I was like, you know what? I'm interested to see what she's going to pick, <laughs> you know? Oh, um, so she actually picked all of these characters. I didn't like tell her to put any of them in. She just came up with this and right. I was like, yes, this is a great design. I love it. Um, so we've got Rosie, Twiggy and Lily. So I did ask her her reasons behind 
picking these characters. Oh. <laughs> and her answer was actually that they are just characters that live in her town right now. <laughs> so she's got a pretty solid lineup of uh, villagers right there. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. I should have asked her town name now that I think of it. I don't know if she <laughs> if she gave it to me. But yeah, she picked these um, characters. I know Tab was very excited to see Lily show up. Yes. Um, yeah, she's a fan. So. Yeah, I'm glad to see them. Also, I tend to pick kind of like the lesser known villagers too. So it's nice to see some of the very popular ones pop up here. (laughs) Yes. I'm looking at Rosie (laughs) and Lily. They're they're pretty popular, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So anything else you want to say before we move on to the rest of this show? No, just uh, thank thanks to um, Jaren. It's 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 a very nice piece, and it's gonna be it's gonna be around for this month. I'm definitely. I'm glad that we're mentioning this this Sunday. I'm free this evening, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be celebrating with the fireworks. Oh yeah, that's true. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll actually I'm gonna be at a wedding, so I don't think I'll be able to <laughs> to go and play with you. But think of me while you're there. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> All right. So this next topic we're gonna talk about is should Animal Crossing shops be open twenty four seven. So this topic, we actually came up because of a commenter on YouTube who corrected me because I said Isabel is a leading force in this game. Apparently not. Apparently she's overrated to some people. (laughs) And she wasn't the first to have a 24-7 shop. So this this user on YouTube, they go by Koli Poo. And they said, um, excuse me, Blathers didn't keep that museum open 24-7 to be ignored for Isabel. <laughs> and th- I, had a su- I had a realization. Um, because they're right. They're 100% right. Blathers mm-hmm. always has, has always been sleep deprived and yes. keeping <laughs> that museum open. You walk in during the day and he's just trying to take a nap. It's not his time <laughs> to be up. It's his time to be sleep. You know, yes. so you'd go and he'd still work with you. He'd check your fossils. He was excited to see you. He was never like a grumpy person when waking up or I guess no. an animal when pa- waking up. I guess they're not <laughs> people. Um, but, you know, he, he kept the museum running and it was always open. So I had another realization from there that there were a lot of 24-7 shops <laughs> before Isabel kept hers open. Sure, she did that, but we also had Pelly, Phyllis, and Pete keeping the mail, the post office open 24-7. Porter and his train station, Copper and Booker kept the police station open 24-7, as well as the gates in Wild World and City Folk. Right. And then Brewster shows up and he's like, oh yeah, this cool coffee shop. It's open 24-7. I'm going to open up here. My coffee shop is open all all hours of the day, too. So... There were a lot. There are a lot of 24-7 shops. And the reason this is significant is because I kind of mentioned that one of the biggest annoyances for people with Animal Crossing or who play Animal Crossing is the ones who have like a different schedule than what is, I guess, normal for society standards, you know? Yes. Um, (laughs) So those people tend to have to time travel to a time of the day when the shops are open. Maybe they can't play till it's pretty late at night. And by the time they log on, Nook's already closed down. Retail has closed down. Everybody's got their shops closed. They've gone to bed. And you're left with no way to check the shops, see your turn up prices, do a whole lot of things that are big aspects to the game, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And so uh, there were very few shops that were open or little facilities, you could say. Right. And I don't know, I guess with this new game, um, New Horizons, we're starting to wonder, are the shops going to be open 24-7 or are they going to follow kind of that traditional Animal Crossing gameplay? So, Sergio, what are you thinking? Do you think that shops should be open 24-7? Yes, I, I think they should. I'm, I'm definitely all for it. I think, like you said, it would be very nice and very accessible for Everyone that has like a slightly unique schedule, or even if you don't, just the ability to, if something changes and maybe someday you can only play at a certain time, either earlier or later, and if the game sort of accommodates for that, I think that would be great. I was thinking earlier, you know, I usually get up at 3.30 a.m. to to play Rocket League, and I'm thinking, man, if I could do that, but for Animal Crossing and everything that I want to do is available at that time... Oh man, it's gonna be crazy for me. I don't. I mean, I, I'm willing and and kind of ready to change my schedule for Animal Crossing, but if I don't have to, <laughs> even better. That's very true. Um, I think. Did you tend to do the night owl ordinance or the early bird ordinance? I did the early bird. Um, however, for based on my work schedule and everything, I think this time around, if they're back, I would go with the night owl one actually. Okay, and play kind of late into the night. That's a that's yes. a good plan. Um, but yeah, I mean, you definitely make a good point. Like, you are one of those people who has a different schedule. Um, <laughs> I mean, you do it to yourself, Sergio. And, yes. and I think you should get more sleep. I'm always going to say that. <laughs> um, but, you know, in, the ca- in your case, like, it makes sense to have, you know, your game essentially run at a different time than you are in. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, to some extent, I feel like... I think it's fine that people have the option to. I think that's one of the reasons I am completely fine with time travel still being a thing because I know like everybody's got a different schedule, everybody, and you know, it's just a video game. Um, I personally like that I have a schedule that fits with the normal society, you know, or right. <laughs> the normal schedule that is deemed normal by Animal Crossing. So yes. I'm happy because I feel like that makes it it matches my day. It kind of feels like a real part of my life because I'm like, I have to go during these hours of the day in real life to actually go and shop (laughs) just like I would here, you know? Um, So I think there is an advantage to that, like having the normal schedule because you get to experience the game pretty much as they, you know, the developers kind of intended it to be experienced. But I've always been okay with people who time travel in order to have the shops open because that's a huge part of the game. Like if you can't buy new furniture, I mean, what's the point of Animal Crossing? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's kind of all about getting your, making your house huge and then filling it up with stuff. So. Yes, yes, because all of those items, you know, they help you with your interactions with the villagers. Even if the regular villagers, you know, they are always around in town, even when the shops are closed, but you need those items to really get the most out of them. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like it's just, that's the fun of it. Like, it's really, I think people start to get hooked on Animal Crossing when they start getting things that they really like in the game. Mm-hmm. And then they're mm-hmm. like, oh, man. My house is going to like once they start getting ideas for how to decorate their home and the kinds of things they want in there. I feel like that's when they're committed. That's when they're in on this game. 
Um, and, <laughs> yeah. and I've, you know, that's why we see so many like Nintendo themed rooms. People find all of the cool Nintendo things and they're like, oh man, uh, this is my favorite Nintendo game that is in Animal Crossing because everybody knows Animal Crossing is your favorite video game. But <laughs> this is my favorite game that's not Animal Crossing. I'm really excited to put this in my home and have it be a part of my life. And because, right. you know, like, uh, as an Animal Crossing fan, there is a surprising lack of memorabilia on sale. Um, the best stock is at the Nintendo store in New York, which is, mm-hmm. it's so hard to get to for so many people. I've gone to yes. it once. I got lucky and it was, it's great. And they have so many Animal Crossing plushies, but it is so hard to find those things. I spent years going to like comic cons and stuff like that. And I'd always like look around and it wasn't until like near the end of my time going to comic con because I haven't been to a convention in a while now. But near the Mm -hmm. end, I finally found a booth that had something Animal Crossing for me to buy. (laughs) So... Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like you connect you connect with the things in the game, and it's pretty awesome. Um, and I do want to mention, like, my last video, which came out today when we're recording, I did talk about crafting and how that kind of gets us around that pitfall of the stores not being closed, because you can still do your own thing and collect stuff if the yes. collect crafting materials and build items that you couldn't before. Like, there was essentially the items you could get in New Leaf were you could shake a tree. You know, and there would be two items in the tree, two pieces of furniture in the tree a day. Um, Yes. But now it's like you can just craft something if you want something, which is a good workaround, I think. Um, And I'm excited for that. Yeah, and you never know when you're going to get that last piece of like a sub item, if we can call it them. And then you're able to craft one piece that you had really been waiting for. So it's going to be really cool, especially because it looks like you're going to have a different crafting bench that basically you're going to have it wherever you want. You're, you're not going to be locked. Let's say they do lock the stores again and even you cannot visit the Tom Nook's crafting table. Well, you can have your own and just craft whatever you want when you when you want. Yeah, definitely. I'm really wondering like how these crafting benches are going to work and mm-hmm. um cuz we've seen a couple iterations of them, a few. Um there's one in the trailer that's like outside of the player's home. There's yes. one in Fuchsia's home. And then there's also the one in Nook's shop. So we've seen kind of th- three iterations of it and I'm wondering like maybe when we become friends with um our villagers, they'll let us use their own crafting table and learn one of their crafting recipes. Oh, yes. Um, which would be really cool because then that like could be an indicator that you are getting closer with this villager, you know, so they trust you to, you know, work with their tools and everything. Um, right. Because, you know, like people are finicky about their things. Like you don't want just anybody <laughs> touching your paintbrushes or, <laughs> or your guitars <laughs> or whatever you have that's yours, you know? <laughs> right, right. And I'm, it would be a great way to add like little little exclusives like maybe for fuchsia everything you make there is going to be pink or, or or purple or something and then each different villager has something unique to them yeah yeah definitely i'm so excited to see like what special items we're going to be able to get from certain villagers you know because i have a feeling there are going to be some things that are very difficult to get, and it's going to really depend on how good a friend you are with your villagers. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is great because it gives us more reasons to talk to them, more reasons to interact. And 
essentially we're rewarded a little bit more for doing that. I mean, of course, in right. the past we've gotten their photos. Um, but like if they had like a set of like five items that you had to get from them over the course of the time, and then maybe at the end they give you a photo, that'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess my answer it, with this 24-7 thing is actually a bit... I'll get into it. Okay. So when yeah. Nintendo talked about cloud saves, and I know that's not 24-hour shops, but I'm, I'm promised this is going to get to that. <laughs> so they talked about cloud saves in Animal Crossing New Horizons. And Nogami, he mentioned that the main reason they wouldn't have cloud saves was... New Horizons will not be compatible with back cloud backups to avoid manipulating time, which remains one of the founding concepts of the series. And at first I was like, no, that, do that doesn't sound right. Like, it doesn't make <laughs> sense that they would stop us from time traveling because I think people have a legitimate reason for time traveling. Like I mentioned, I think a legitimate reason for time traveling, one that I think is 100% justified, is you're just not playing at a time when the shops are open, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't make sense to me to take that away. And so at first I didn't really believe this reason. I felt like there, there, it just wasn't, it didn't make sense to me. Um, so I think when in the situation, sorry, I'm getting my ideas kind of organized. So <laughs> let's see from the, okay. I, I see where I am from the IGN interview with the developers. Um, they tell us that Nook has a new shop called Resident Services. They say he works 24-7 to make sure all residents are happy. Oh. And so I kind of took that as in, like, his shop is going to be open 24-7. Uh, yes. Because uh, he's corporate number one. He's the biggest <laughs> issue with this, that if his shop is not open... You basically can't do much that day. Like, shopping is a huge part of Animal Crossing. So I'm taking this as they're, he's going to be open 24-7. So I think they're going to get rid of the time constraints in Animal Crossing with New Horizons. I think mm -hmm. a lot of people complain enough. A lot of people really time travel to, you know, essentially get around those limitations but now that they're saying that they don't want cloud backups because they don't want people to manipulate time, I think they're going to try to stop us from time traveling. And to make mm -hmm. up for it, they're addressing the main issue, which is shops are closed and saying, okay, shops will be open 24-7. You can't time travel. <laughs> right, right. And there, another reason could be because we do know that there are going to be some... Uh, kind of shared items with Pocket Camp. But the one thing we know about co Pocket Camp is that it is a time-specific game. Like, events happen according to your real-life time of day, you know? Mm -hmm. um, for example, right now there's a gardening event, and it's going from, I don't know, yes Monday to, I don't know when. Actually, I think it started yesterday. Yeah, it started yesterday. Oh. It's going to go probably for a week. And so... If we're going to have items that are shared with Pocket Camp, I think it's going to want them to be time exclusive, if that makes sense. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, so it has to match with our time. So I have a feeling that this might be a real reason they don't want us to time travel. And they're not letting us cloud save to help avoid that, um, which is a bummer of an excuse. Come on. 
Just give us cloud <laughs> saves, Nagami, in one of your games. Splatoon doesn't have it either. I'm mad at that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess that's the whole thing. And then I, before I forget, speaking of cloud backups, our friends Loon and Pensenuate were recently interviewed for a video regarding cloud saves for Animal Crossing New Horizons. This is significant because they're actually um, them along with Hotaru, which uh, who are all part of our Discord community. They all came up with this uh, petition to ask Nintendo for cloud saves, and it's been been getting some traction. But anyways. That's gonna. They're they've been interviewed. That video is gonna show up on Commonwealth Realms YouTube channel. Pretty big channel, I've got to say. Oh. So I'm not sure when it'll be up or if it's already up by the time this podcast is up. But go take a look at it. Um, just to you know, join that fight for cloud saves because it's something I definitely want. You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it's a good fight, and it's something. It would be very nice and, and very reassuring to have. And going back to your point about, you know, maybe they are taking away time travel, but they're letting the shops stay open. That's that's uh, that's a good way to start. I think that's a good trade. It's it's good to have that option. And going back to some of the discussion, you know, about should shops be open twenty four seven? I have. One issue and one comment about it. And the issue is that it might not be very nice for the people, the special characters that are running the shops uh, 24-7. You know, basically, they don't get to leave. They have to stay there all the time. It's already kind of unfair for, for characters like Isabel or Blathers or, or the ones that we mentioned. Because, you know, they're, they're kind of stuck there. And they, they cannot even go somewhere like to get a coffee or something. So, uh, to... We're going to be talking about that. We have a, a little bit of a solution coming up. And also, it makes me wonder, let's say, you know, somebody crazy like me wants to wake up early and, and wants all the shops open. They might be open, but what about the villagers from your town? You know, your regular villagers, they're probably going to be asleep. I was thinking maybe the game can tell at what time you usually play. And then the villagers would sort of adjust their schedule to yours so that they are awake when you're playing. I thought of that and it would be nice. But at the same time, I thought, well, that kind of takes away some of the magic, you know, some of the the individuality that the villagers have. Sometimes they just like to sleep and that's completely fine. You know, you always have that friend that wakes up late. So it shouldn't they shouldn't have to match your schedule. So either if they do it or if they don't, it, it's hard. Either one would be nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's a cool way to go around it. Um, and I guess I wouldn't mind. But yeah, I feel like it's a lot easier to go with the way it's already been programmed where right. things are just open a certain hour. And then it's definitely a lot easier to just say, okay, 24 <laughs> seven. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you make a good point where it's kind of mean to our villagers, they can't live any other life but to work. <laughs> And, you know, you're not in the shop all the time. Like, they got to take breaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can't just follow you around the whole town. They can only follow you around in their shop, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you didn't have anything else to say, I think we can move on to this next little topic you had started for us here. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So let's go ahead and talk about what kind of pairs could run the shops. And by this, we mean a way to address these poor, overworked animals. <laughs> um, essentially, any shop that's run by one animal, I'm looking at, you know, the Isabels of the world, 
we're yes. going to try to come up with some pairs that would make a good match for them to be to work together, you know? Um and yeah. maybe one can work during the day, one can work at night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. So, um the first one you had here was probably the easier one of the list and that's the museum plus observatory. <laughs> Uh, so you put Blathers and Celeste, just the classic pick for that. <laughs> yes, and it would be nice, you know, if they... Well, first of all, it would be nice to have the actual observatory back. And then Blathers and Celeste, I feel like they both know a lot about both topics. So they could probably uh, change uh, subjects or floors, if you will, and and help the, the characters with their items or with the constellations now as for a crazy little substitution what if what if we added nat and chip in charge of the museum they would they would have to show a lot of self-control there (laughs) now that is actually pretty interesting because you know we don't see them very many times throughout the year um they essentially just show up whenever it's a bug catching tournament or a fishing tournament Right. <laughs> so, no, I really like that idea. Like, if they swapped out every once in a while, maybe um, Nat is running the show this time. And, yeah, because they have a background in pretty much half of the things that you donate to the museum anyways. Right. I think that works out. That's a really good pairing for it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe just not, you know, Nat wouldn't be in charge of the box section because he would probably empty it out. Yeah. And, well, you know, I do... Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I do think (laughs) that Nat and Chip are very good for the museum aspect, but for the observatory, now here's my thought here. What if we had Katrina show up in the observatory? Because, you know, she does work a lot with the stars and what they have to tell you (laughs) about your life. So they could, she could easily swap shifts with Celeste, work during the day, let Celeste keep her night shift. That's her favorite shift. (laughs) Yeah. And so that would be a pair to run the observatory for sure. Oh yeah. That, that, that's perfect. All right. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, So here's a hard one or, or an easy one. Um, We've got town hall and I think, You've got Isabel listed here because she's, mm-hmm. you know, she's she runs Town Hall, essentially. That's how we all view her. That is her character, essentially. <laughs> she is a public servant and she does all of this work tirelessly, all on her own. And you just don't show up to your town or help at all. <laughs> <laughs> so who would be a good pair for Isabel? I think if there is no more island for minigames, I mean, for sure, it would have to be Tortimer. That's true. What if he downgrades to assistant? He has since retired. (laughs) He knows Isabel's the best candidate for the job, because obviously she is. Um, But, you know, like, I think he would do a good job. I'm going to actually suggest Pelly as another town hall person. Oh, okay. Because she's yeah. kind of been in that role in previous games. We got her there kind of in Wild World and City Folk. So, you know, politics, she's been there. She's done that. <laughs> and, you know, I, I I don't know how much she likes running the post office, but I think she's got a couple other people who could run that show, you know? Yeah, that that's a very good fit. I, I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. So the next one you listed is Club LOL, and that is Dr. Shrunk and KK. So what do you think of that one? Well, I kind of feel like they just work together really well. I know we have, you know, Dr. Shrunk is there in the morning. He's not really doing much, really, sadly. But we have KK, either DJ KK or regular KK at night. I kind of want to see them maybe change the times they're there you know maybe kk could still be doing his regular music thing during the day and i think it is time for dr shrunk to be prime time you know with a a nice comedy show maybe a couple of props or or maybe uh, an entourage or something i i want to give him more of a chance you know i really do like that idea because Dr. Shrunk, like you said, he just doesn't do much during the day. He will, you know, before you have all of the emotions, he will sit there, tell you a joke, teach you a new emotion and stuff. But it'd be interesting to see them like switch off nights for their performance. So you could go in on a Monday, it's DJ KK, go on on a Tuesday, Dr. Shrunk is there telling jokes. But it'd be cool to see essentially just different acts throughout the week. (laughs) So I think... I don't know. I guess I can't really think of anybody else who would be um, a better pair than that. I think I like that pairing already. I think you're spot on there. I wonder if the OK Motors crew would be a nice comedy trio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they they are good. They're consistently funnier than Shrunk in my eyes. Oh, well, I can't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> and they're pretty cool, so I wouldn't mind seeing that. Nice, but you know, kicks might work too, because you know he he's he gives. I don't I don't know what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can see it. I think he has he has. A I sense get a of kick humor. out of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going for. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. So the next one you listed is retail mm-hmm. with Reese and Cyrus. Um, so what are you thinking for this one? I'm thinking that hopefully we can come up with something else other than just them too. I mean, I know they could. They they could either work there together at the same time or they could change days or shifts. They would have to be sort of in charge of both the selling and the displaying of items and the upholstering. I think they you know, they're they're a good couple. I think they both can handle all of the aspects of the shop. But I, I want to see them have help from someone else. I wonder maybe they can form an alliance with Timmy and Tommy too so they can help out over there. You know, that is a good solution. Mine, I keep remembering um, Verity. She drew a little baby version. Like they had a kid, you know? Oh. So it'd be pretty fun if they had a kid in between games. It has been six years, for goodness sake. (laughs) Seven years. So I do think that if they could have a kid in that time and just have like this little seven-year-old helping with the shops. I mean, like how old are Timmy and Tommy? They're probably not a day over seven. So So, yeah, if they had a kid, like just introduce a new character. I think that would be pretty fun. Yes, and it has to be a little purple alpaca for sure (laughs) it's so cute her artwork is really adorable for it um and we in general just don't have too many kind of children characters in the game we have timmy tommy uh katie the cat um there's the cap'n's little girl is it leilani yes is that Mm -hmm. what she goes by yeah um are there any kids outside of those four hmm that may be kid cat (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we, we definitely need more a lot more 
Yeah, so we need some children in the world of Animal Crossing. It is, a, it's kind of a children's game, you know? Yeah. Even though everybody we know who plays it <laughs> is an adult. <laughs> nice. <laughs> to some, to, for the most part. Um, yeah, so I think uh, that one's a fun one. I think both of those would be pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. So the next one you have is Happy Home Academy. And w- what are you thinking there? Ah, that's tough because technically there's three that could run the show. You know, we have Digby, we have Lottie, and I don't want to forget about Lyle. I think he's an important part of, of the Happy Home Academy. Maybe not the most fun part, but ah, it's tough. I know? think he's the most fun part. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I personally love Lyle's dialogue oh, yes. every single time. Like yes. the sleazy insurance salesman kind of character <laughs> gone happy home agent, you know? Right. Um, like the guy lives for retail and finding... A way to sell something, you know. <laughs> right, right. Um, so I, I personally really like Lyle. Um, I think Lottie and Digby are fun. I wish we got to know Digby a little more because he wears a raincoat, and I love that. <laughs> right. So maybe it could be Lyle and Lottie, and Digby could either help Isabel or maybe just find another passion in life or or another shop to work at. Yeah, I mean, I think Lottie can do a lot of different things. She is, I feel like she is the designer, though, because of Happy Home Designer. Yes. Like, her character is definitely tied around that action, you know? Mm-hmm. So it makes it makes sense to have her. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. There are other designers, though, because you do have, like, LaBelle, who's kind of more, mm. um, more, what's the word I'm looking for? more trendy i guess oh yes good her sisters Mm -hmm. um so i feel like she might be a good candidate to help them out as well oh yeah i like that a lot maybe i mean i'm thinking gracie but i think she would be way too picky (laughs) (laughs) yeah she would destroy everybody's room (laughs) the the scores are never going to be high right there (laughs) Um, so the next one we have is Nook Store, and I mean, are there any other options besides Timmy and Tommy for this one? (laughs) I feel like there aren't. No, I mean, who else? Even if they wanted to work with Reese and Cyrus, I don't, I don't know. I think Timmy and Tommy would just do their shop no matter what. Yeah, they're definitely the ones to run that show, and they're they're the original duo essentially. Um, cool. So we'll, we'll skip over that one. So the post office, we've, <laughs> we've got like a good trio going here with Pelly, Phyllis and, um, Pete. Yes. Essentially mm-hmm. doing all the deliveries and they already work pretty much in the fashion that we're thinking. Pelly takes the day job, um, or the day shift mm-hmm. and then Phyllis takes the night shift, you know? Yeah, but I, I definitely want to see pete uh more in the shop there too maybe they could also take turns delivering the mail um i guess even phyllis i don't know how good she would do about that but (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna you're gonna get the boxes all dented and uh, things are gonna be all folded and you know important stuff is gonna get folded in your mailbox right (laughs) (laughs) and you're gonna be very upset with her but you know she works graveyard right it's a rough life for her (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah no i do agree i would love to see the other characters kind of show up and do a shift of mail delivery 
Um, especially if there was like a little newspaper and one of them did like the newspaper shift early in the morning. Oh, nice. Yes. That'd be pretty fun. Um, so there's a lot of cool things they could do. Uh, the next one you have here is the train station, and you've got Porter written here. Who are you thinking for a pair there? I'm thinking Rover might be a very good one because he does a lot of traveling. He knows a lot of towns, and someone else that is exactly the same pretty much, it's it's Katie. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Rover <laughs> definitely came up as, like, the obvious answer for me, but you're totally right. Katie, or even Katie's mom, who's unfortunately <laughs> always looking for Katie because Katie can't can't stop the travel bug from biting her. <laughs> so um, all three of those, I think, are good candidates. They're always just traveling around. Um, here's another idea. OK Motors could be... Oh. Uh, like, maybe they could work at the train station or something and, you know, just fix up, work as conductors yeah. this time around. Oh, just nice. decking out a train. <laughs> of course, I mean, we're not going to get a train in this one, at least as far as I know. Right. <laughs> there is no train quite yet in this town, but... Who knows? We never know. Um, Porter can still run whatever airplane, airport type of thing we got going. And right. I do expect to see Rover show up there at some point. Oh, yes. Yes. Cannot wait. Um, so the next one we have here is the police station. And, you know, we've got our original dogs, Copper and Booker. Always the great duo. We've got... Booker, who is not too sure of himself, and Copper is that brand-new cop who just got on the force and is bright-eyed and everything. <laughs> um, that's, uh, I guess that's the personas I give to them. <laughs> <laughs> no, nice for sure. You know what? I mean, they are classic. They go together perfectly. I want to keep them for sure. But, I mean, we talked about maybe Digby um, not participating with the Happy Home Academy anymore. Maybe he could help them out. That could be true. Like, Digby is one of those gatekeepers, I, I guess. So he does watch <laughs> over the town a lot. Um, he's always waiting for people to go into this private little village that uh, that's a collection of different people's homes. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I think Digby is a good option for that. <laughs> nice. um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else who would work there. Um, I mean, Rossetti needs a new job. Rossetti does need a new job. Who knows <laughs> what he could be doing? <laughs> um, Rossetti is a scary cop too, though. So yeah. I think he could. I think he'd work well. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. The next one we've got is the campground, and there we have Harvey thus far. <laughs> um, you know, I'm thinking the campground would actually also be good for Digby. Um, it does a lot of kind of the similar things where people come with their RVs and mm. you can buy furniture from there. Essentially, that's the Happy Home Showcase. People drop their homes there and you can buy furniture from that space. So I don't know. I feel like Digby is also a good fit there. Yeah, yeah. And you know who else I'm thinking? And it's probably not for a nice reason, but I think Red would want people to, to be around, basically, to <laughs> to sell them things. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. I could see I could see Red, you know, just showing up there and being like, hey, you want to buy something for your <laughs> cool campsite? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Um, the next ones are the Able Sisters, who, you know, it can already be get run by Mabel, Sable, and Label, or LaBelle. Right. <laughs> um, so, 
Uh, do you, are there any other fashion designers out there? Do you think that could run Able Sisters <laughs> during the day or night? I mean, if Gracie could sort of control her <laughs> requirements, maybe she could. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of thinking that too. Like Gracie could blend in with them. Maybe they have like the upstairs spot. LaBelle and Gracie are just above the Able Sisters. And Able Sisters, like, you know, you still get like the option to tailor make your own clothes, kind of make your dreams of a designer come true. And then Gracie's like, look, you're great and all, but really, you just want to buy my stuff. It's a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) So I could see it. I wonder if there would be any other kind of stylish characters. that could work there. I mean, it it is strange that in the first Animal Crossing, the Able Sisters didn't even sell clothing. Right. They just kind of let you design them. Instead, clothing was sold at Nook's Homes. Well, technically, Nook's Cranny. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it, you know, they weren't the original clothes sailor, sellers right, in the right. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and I guess the next one works out, too. Kicks. Like, he has his own shop, so... Kicks could just like blend in with the Able Sisters and have oh yes his mm-hmm. shop there too, and I mostly noticed that because it was the next one you had listed. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, and and I mean if you try to think of someone to to link with Kicks, I don't know, it's it's a little, I'm having a little hard time with that. I mean maybe Leaf, they share a wall, I believe at some point, but that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who knows? <laughs> but Kicks <laughs> is always really awesome. Um, who could, I mean, maybe one of the Able sisters, maybe LaBelle is all of a sudden, instead of accessories, she's in the shoes now. Mm. So maybe she wants to accessorize a little bit. And you know, we, we haven't even considered like all of the new types of clothing items that we're going to get in this next game. Right. So I, you know, my dream was to get somebody who sells bags and backpacks yes. and purses and stuff and expands our inventory, but... Who knows if that's going to happen. But we have seen backpacks, so that's one step there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the next one you have here is the gardening shop with our... I love Leaf. Leaf <laughs> and I, we're, we're good friends. <laughs> nice. Um, for this one, I guess... I don't know. Um, I guess I would imagine somebody who's like into bugs for some reason, like Nat... Like, he's like, oh, this is a very nice plant for your home, but it's also a really nice home for this bug, which will grow and I will eat it. Um, So, I don't know. I feel like that could be an option there. That could work. And if if Joan decides to stop traveling so much, maybe she could help. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Joan (laughs) does. She did give us like a red turnip to plant in Wild World. So, she could definitely help with the shops there. Yeah. Um, the next one here is Gracie Grace, and she's always going to be in charge, large and in charge. <laughs> and I feel like her girl, her go-to girl has been LaBelle in the past. Do you think any others are up to Gracie's standards? I don't think so. I think, yeah, I think that's, that's sort of the problem with her. She's, she's, like you said, she's her own show. So I guess <laughs> if anything, like you said, her and LaBelle, and I think that's about it. Yeah, she's, like, untouchable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the next one is the Fortune Shop. That is, of course, run by Katrina. And, oh, man, I really don't know what this one. You you know, I feel like, oh, no. Oh, I've got the perfect answer. 
Ooh. Pascal. Oh, Pascal, <laughs> with his wisdom, his wise words, he reads you like a book. He plays you <laughs> like a fiddle. He is the no- the bearer of all knowledge. Uh, he would make perfect sense to go yes. and work with Katrina. His bohemian lifestyle <laughs> is just too perfect for the job. <laughs> oh man, yes, this this has to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it would be so fun to see a little bit more of him. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, I would go to his shop every day just to hear his wise words. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) All right. So our next one is Shampoodle run by Harriet. Mm. Who would be a good mix for this? (sighs) I don't know if they would be (laughs) into a salon. Maybe. Uh, I'm going to. You know what? I'm going to go with somebody else who has... And you know what? I think they have some background. A little bit of dialogue is dedicated to Harriet from this character. And that is Harvey, who runs the campsite. Oh, really? <laughs> he, if you talk to him, he always asks you about that poodle who runs um, Shampoodle. Um, so he has some interest there. And he has some luscious locks, for sure. His long hair is to die for. So... I don't know. I feel like he keeps track of hairstyles. He knows where it's at with with that. <laughs> All right, that works. If not, I think Lavelle too. Another one for her. I think she could work here. Yeah, I could see her branching out in lots of different style worthy yeah. things. <laughs> All right. So the next option here is the Dream Suite, run by Luna. Um, man, I don't know about this one. Right. I mean, for at, at first when we were talking about Katrina, I thought maybe Katrina and Luna. But man, I, I really like the Pascal idea. Yeah, I really love. I I never noticed helicopters flew over my place, but every time I record, there's a <laughs> helicopter flying over my place. <laughs> uh, I just hope it doesn't get too loud for anybody. <laughs> um, so, what was your answer again, Katrina, for this one? Katrina might work. Um, I don't know about Phineas. Nah. <laughs> I'm going to go with a couple of other pe- uh, villagers who really like sleeping. And that is Blathers or Celeste. I feel like. Oh, okay. They are masters at sleeping. <laughs> um, or not sleeping and just waking up. So right. I could see them having a little role there. But of course, I feel like they're already way too important with their current job. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so the next one is The Roost, and this one is run by Brewster. And you know what? I I have an answer for this, and I don't think I'm going to change my mind. I really want to see Lloyd come back. Lloyd is a gyroid. Oh. We know Brewster loves gyroids, so I oh. think it would be natural for Brewster and Lloyd to work together and run a coffee shop, essentially. Yeah. Definitely. That's it. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't going to change my mind on this one. I really, I like the pairing and I really do love when we learn just more about Brewster and that he just collects gyroids. Yeah, yeah. And we need Lloyd back. This would be his perfect return. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you delete whatever was next? Are we done? (laughs) We're done. That was a duplicate. Yes. (laughs) Oh, okay, cool. That was a duplicate. We're all done here. So yeah, I think these are fun pairs. It's fun to think about how to split the workload and just keep animals from being, you know, just overworked because it's not fair. 
Yeah, and I, I, we had a list, you know, of candidates, special characters that kind of don't have their own thing uh, just yet, and I'm pretty sure we kind of assigned them everywhere. I, I guess maybe not Phineas. <laughs> oh, yeah, Phineas is one. Um, you know, another one that wasn't listed here was Wendell, the artist. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he could do something with art or cooking, really. Like, he was always hungry. Oh, yes. He was, as they say, a starving artist. <laughs> um, but yeah, Phineas, you know, he he's a great kind of explorer type. Maybe he is the campsite guy. Oh, yeah. Because he gave you the badges. He kind of had a Boy Scouts thing going on yes. in the last one. Yeah, I'm going to pin him for the campsite. Oh, yeah, for sure. Wendell's tough, though. I Maybe with Harriet doing like hair dye. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know where we're going to be putting Rossetti, but I guess Don would be there as well. Yeah, that's true. Oh, man, poor Don and Rossetti. Yeah. (laughs) What are they going to do with their lives? Personally, I think they could just sell us crafting materials whenever we're short on things. And, like, you know, some people pick all of their weeds and don't have them when they need them to craft things. So just head over to Rossetti's place and buy some materials. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, they're always digging around. They're going to know the town really well. They could even tell you, hey, if you want this specific item, you got to do this at this time or at this season. I think they would be very in the know. Yeah, I think they've got us covered. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's go ahead and move into our last segment of this podcast, and that is Haken's Islander Corner. And this week's question was... What is something that annoys you about Animal Crossing? And I know this one, it can be hard to talk about for people because, of course, we love Animal Crossing, but there are some things that you just find annoying about the game sometimes. So is there anything you find (laughs) annoying, Sergio? Uh, The first thing that comes to mind, it might only be New Leaf specific, but it's the online disconnections when they happen. I feel like they happen a little too often, and then, you know, everyone loses... Every little progress they made, unless you had recently saved, I'm hoping the New Horizons it's a little bit better, or that it at least allows you to save before it disconnects. I know you know online connections are tricky, very tricky. You know, if somebody has a poor connection, everyone does. But I feel like for a game like Animal Crossing that is not too fast paced, I think it should be worked on a little bit more. Yeah, I guess a yeah that that's very true. That's a big annoyance for me for sure. Um, I, for me, I don't know. Right now, all I really think about is when New Horizons is coming out. So I'm just annoyed that I have to wait for the next game. <laughs> um, and maybe it's it's also kind of like the nature of the game, too. Like, we don't need an Animal Crossing every single year because we can rest assured that we'll get years of playtime from each game. So right. it doesn't make sense to put a new one out every year, unlike other series that are easily capable of doing so. Right. Um, so that's kind of annoying. It's like one of my favorite parts of the game, but also one that definitely slows down its production. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, it, it's it's like a curse. We, we kind of have to get used to that life of we get a really good game that we're going to be playing for years, but we get it every six or seven years. Yeah. Yeah, and the next one's coming out 2030, I know it. 
<laughs> it's going to be a rough wait, Sergio. Yeah, well, <laughs> Ten well. years of this podcast without, <laughs> without a new game. <laughs> Luckily, hopefully about five of those are spent happily ever after in our new Horizons Islands. Yes, yes. So I'm hoping to get a solid five years straight of gameplay here, <laughs> <laughs> which is a lot. But, you know, it seems possible. Oh, yeah. Easy. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and get into our Haken Villager questions. I'm trying to count them out to see what... I want to make sure I get the last one. Um, yes. Okay, so I'll start. Okay. So Quantrell Toval says... Furniture not being more functional has always annoyed me. I've always maintained that the pool table should unlock a pool game and the ping pong table should unlock a table tennis game. We should be able to go down the elephant slide or sit in the swimming pool or lift weights on the bench press. Um, I agree with this one, especially like the villagers interactions with them too. And we've gotten this like growing over the years, but us ourselves, we cannot use them. Um, I know every time I play pocket camp and Jackie's watching me, she gets mad that I can't ride the carousel. And (laughs) I get mad too, because I want to ride the carousel. (laughs) Um, It makes me think of Roller Coaster Tycoon, where you could test rides, and then you could go into like a first person perspective, as if you're riding the (laughs) ride as well. Right. I want that equivalent for Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And it just makes so much sense. And then with the public works projects, you know, we kind of had that feeling a little bit. And then Pocket Cam with the amenities. I feel like it's getting there. I feel like it is time for sure for every little thing to be the most interactive, the better. If, if like Quantrell said, if they can unlock some cool little basic mini games, you know, they don't have to be like super sophisticated, but at least a little something that'd be really nice. Yeah, and it's really like, it's not like this interaction doesn't already exist. Like the first game we had NES titles, we just click on it and right. then we go into the game. Um, and then they're like the in- musical instruments, you tap them, they play a little thing. But I think I want it to be more than that, more than just like tapping something and then it gives right. you something. So it would be fun to see it be mini games. I don't know if they would just because I imagine that's a lot <laughs> to develop and you got to think of a whole new game inside of your game. To let gamers game on. (laughs) So it's hard, but I'm definitely for it. I would love to see just better interaction with the items in the world because it just immerses you more. It lets you feel like, oh, I have this in my house and it doesn't just sit there. I can use it. Yes, yes. In in, any visiting villagers can as well. Yeah, for sure. That'd be great. The next answer is by Dragonflame323, and he says, I think the loading screens are pretty high up there for me. They should really work to minimize those as much as possible. You could even argue that they are immersion breaking in a game where immersion is extremely important. Yes, they are, for sure. They take a while, and they break the messages from your friends, too, which is pretty bad. Yeah, they're consistently... Just They just exist all the time. No matter what, <laughs> when you leave one space and go to another, there is a loading screen there. And right. it slows down the game. It slows down how much you can do in a day. And so I really hope we get a lot quicker load times. Um, because, you know, from the treehouse, I'm already seeing some load times to yes. go in and out of buildings and everything. So I feel like we're still going to have to live with that life, but I hope it's just fast. Right. Mm-hmm. 
especially with like a Switch Pro model where that is Animal Crossing themed, <laughs> can process things a little bit faster. Maybe loading times are non-existent. <laughs> um, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Fantastic says, one thing that annoys me is that only half of the villagers come out to celebrate when there's an event while the other half stay in their house. I want all my villagers to come out and have a good time together. I agree, and I wouldn't even, like, limit it to the villagers. I want the shop owners to come yes. and celebrate. I want them to open up a little booth where you can buy a special item that is it matches the event that's going on. I want the villagers to all be there and also having fun. I want KK Slider to be on a stage during this event. I I oh, just man. want the festivals to feel like festivals and feel alive and feel like everybody's there to go and have a good time, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, if everyone goes there at the same time, that would be great. Or even even not, you know, they could always close their shop for a little bit. But if you keep going to the same event or the same location throughout the day, you're going to see different special characters in different villagers so that everyone can experience it at least a little bit. Yeah, I want to see... Oh, and it'd be really cool to see, like, different special characters show up for different people, too. Like... Say I get Rover for this festival, but you've got Katie or something. Oh, nice. Like, it'd be yeah. cool to see, like, some variation of the event from town to town. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, but Elf says, A funny little annoyance for me is when villagers in New Leaf plant fl flowers in random spots. And I find them in Hogwarts parts, spots that I don't want flowers to be in. Like, Fauna, I know you're trying to help out, but you're kind of messing up my aesthetic here. <laughs> it's true. And you just see them walking around and then all of a sudden there's a little flower that kind of doesn't go with anything you've got going on. And you feel bad because you, you, you know they're trying, but you know they're not doing right. <laughs> it's especially bad when it's like a yellow or a white flower and you're like, look, we only plant red flowers here. Stop it. Don't do this again. <laughs> and then you go and dig it up and destroy it and watch them cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it is kind of a funny thing that they the villagers just walk around and they're like, oh, you know, I really feel like planting a flower right here. <laughs> I think I will. And then they do it. And then you're just like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is this flower doing here? How did I, this is not m what should be happening? <laughs> yeah. At least make it a black or a blue rose or something unique or cool. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Something <laughs> rare. Yeah, make yeah. it a, make it a prize. <laughs> so Emily with two E's says, "Ugh, I can't. How I can't draw on Blanca's face anymore. That was one of the highlights in Population Growing. Her new shape shifting magician act on April Fool's Day in New Leaf is dumb. Your purpose, Blanca, is to let me draw on your face." Oh, and how players couldn't go and visit the custom museum exhibits in Dream Towns. I really, really want everyone to go and see my Phantom of the Opera exhibit. I worked really hard on it. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple things here. I, yeah, you know, like it was very funny when you go onto the train to go to another town in uh, population growing. And then all of a sudden this cat with no face walks up to you and they're like, hey, so, uh, I got no face and people are looking at me weird. And you're like, how do you know? You're, you got no eyes either. Like, there's no face. There's no eyes. But anyways, she tells you they're yeah. looking at her weird. So she has some sort of sense that things right. are not right. 
So she's like, hey, just draw a face on me. And it is really fun. And it's so funny (laughs) to see people do it the first time because I have never, ever seen anybody make anything but an abomination on their first run. (laughs) It is truly horrid, some of the things that people draw for her face. Um, And, you know, like they're just drawing eyes in the mouth and everything, but just the placement of them is just like, oh, no, your eyes at the top of the her skull, (laughs) the mouth is just like grinning from side to side. Yes. It's scary. Um, Ironically, that's the beauty of it. (laughs) Yeah, but it's really fun. And it's really, it's really cool thing to do. Um, The other thing is, of course, the museum exhibits. Yes. It's a bummer that you can't see them or share them in any way unless people actually like come and physically visit your place, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that seems kind of like an oversight. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think they could have found a way around it, but who knows how much effort that would have taken. Um, they already, I mean, New Leaf is a huge game. They already put a lot of effort into it. So right. I don't blame them, but it's good to know that there's always room for improvement and that this next animal crossing I'm sure we're going to see a lot of improvements. Yeah, for sure. Now we have an answer by Jillian Tuffo. And the answer is, the fact that it takes so long for villagers to suggest a public works project, even using the diving trick doesn't help sometimes. Yes, you know, you hear stories of people, you know, we've had New Leaf for six, seven years, and people are still getting new suggestions for public works projects. It's it's so strange. I, I feel like it's, it's going to be a lot better now that we have the, the crafting system. Yeah, you have to be pretty active and strategic to get them all. Like, I, you right. know what I did? I did the diving trick. I'd go swim to the furthest corner of my town. I'd go and try to walk <laughs> by the villager that I want. I is the essentially the personality that'll give me the thing that I'm missing. And what I would do is all the other villagers, I'd dig holes around them and keep them all in one spot and avoid that area so they wouldn't be the ones who pinged. (laughs) Right, Um, yes. So there was effort put into that. And so I do have all of the public works projects, but... Uh, it's it's hard to get them all. And I, I mentioned this in my video as well, that it's going to be very exciting to see that we're going to get some variety to unlocking items in at least items that we could craft in New Horizons. So yes, I'm excited that we already know about three methods. Like we know villagers are going to give us crafting recipes. We know <laughs> that we can catch certain things and then all of a sudden think of a crafting recipe. Right. And then we're also <laughs> going to be able to buy crafting recipes. So I'm interested to see how that'll work in the future. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So the last answer is kind of a combined answer. I combined a lot of people's answers because they all said similar things. And it was, they all pointed out that daily activities and repetition were a big part of the game. And they found it annoying kind of in different ways. For example, Swilly feels like you basically do the same activities every day. And then you're kind of done. And he just wants some more variety to change it up, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And that actually made me think, um, I I remember listening to Nintendo Jump, the other podcast that you're on with our friends. And I remember Kevin saying, like, his idea was, you know, every day's National Something Day. Like, if we had a National Something Day every day in Animal Crossing and something different happened each time, I feel like that'd be a fun way to implement like daily variety you know yes that would be amazing (laughs) yeah i do really like that i'm surprised he's never played 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, on top of that, Grace and Callie were sad when they'd run out of things to do for the day. And they just want more stuff to mm. do. They don't mind mm-hmm. that it's like a daily set of activities that are always happening. But they do want that set of activities expanded upon. Um, and then Ellie actually went a, a different approach from all of them and said, like, the dialogue was very repetitive after a while. And villagers ah. would often say the same thing. But she also said that she understands there's only so much dialogue you can fit into a game that already has so many lines of text in it. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, basically their annoyance is that things can get repetitive in Animal Crossing. And around that time, that's probably when it starts to feel more in that chore zone versus like the playing zone (laughs) yeah yeah for sure and i feel like it is a valid concern you know we've had this minor issues in the past we know how they can be annoying but in in a way i'm thinking now I, i always go back to saying that everything it's more connected now and it's more online and more updatable or at least easier so i feel like nintendo could even sneak in some extra dialogue a couple of months into the game or or maybe years and maybe some more variety to how things are run maybe some days the shops are just closed for some reason and there's another special event like something that is randomly generated i feel like nintendo is aware that we're gonna have to be playing this game for a long time so they're gonna be paying close attention to things like this yeah and i would really love to see like monthly updates just like splatoon gets like a monthly update you know right it'd be nice if they decided to support the game for like a couple years you know and keep adding to it and then maybe like skip a year or two and then do like a major update because we did get new lines of dialogue with the welcome amiibo update like there was new stuff added that characters could say and everything and new activities and so right i think updating the game is very it's a good idea especially considering we're gonna be waiting a long time after this for the next game to come out um so who knows when but i do want to i do want my experience on new horizons to never feel stale you know yes and I think it's safe to say that we're willing to pay this time, Nintendo, for for an update like that. I mean, it's nice that it was free, but if we can pay, we we know it's it's valuable to us for sure. Yeah, just and you know, get a head start on that because I know sometimes paying for these things is a hassle for people. It's not something that's in their budget, but you know, if we just save like a couple dollars here and there every month for the next three years, we're probably gonna have the money to buy this DLC if it becomes a thing, you know? Right. (laughs) But that's a whole nother conversation. Maybe we'll have that (laughs) later. I know a lot of people are very adamantly against DLC and paying for more game (laughs) when they already feel like they've paid for a game. I think that's like their main thing. You know, they want to know that they have a full game. Um, And I, I I don't blame them for that. Yeah. It's a, it's very valid standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Haken, an Animal Crossing podcast. If you don't want this episode to end, well, you can keep this conversation going by joining our Discord. Just follow the link in the description, and you can talk with other people who love Animal Crossing as much as you do, including Sergio and me. 
Want to support the show in a bigger way and get your voice heard during the show? Visit patreon.com slash ChewyPlaysNintendo. You can support our show with just $1. Have an episode dedicated to you, get special access to a secret room on Discord, join in on the Haken Islander Corner, and even read a monthly newsletter covering all things Haken and Chewy Plays. We really appreciate your support and put your money toward great things on the show. Tuned in on YouTube? The comments are a great place to let us know your answers to the Haken Islander Corner. What annoys you about Animal Crossing? Let us know. If you dig what you hear, please leave us a review on your platform of choice. Let people know what they're missing out on. Haken is a wild production brought to you by Chewy, Sergio, and our patrons. We thank you for listening, and we hope you have a great week. Goodbye, everybody.